Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be discussing Avengers Infinity War in depth. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I am freaking exhausted. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I am happy that we're finally doing this spoiler review, but I'm also kind of stressed because, you know, life is just crazy right now. But like you said before we started recording, we're powering through. We're powering through. <laughs> yeah, it's been a pretty long day. I really <laughs> haven't had any time to myself. So here I am um, straight after um, shopping. For work. <laughs> All right. Last minute. That is, um, is I definitely want to get that, <clears throat> excuse me, I definitely want to get that story after we're done recording, but uh, I don't think we're going to have time in this episode because we have two guests on this episode. Yes, yes, I know the last time we had two guests, it was a beefy episode. It won't happen again, I hope. So uh, joining us for this episode, we have, uh, as usual, kind of, but she hasn't been on in a while, Brianna. Brianna, how you doing? I'm doing. All right. And we also have <laughs> joining us for the first time in a while. It, I When was the last time you were on? I think last time you were on, we talked maybe, uh, did we talk S.H.I.E.L.D.? I, last, I, I don't know. I last time, but was, I mean, from what I remember, yeah. was um was King Kong. Oh, yes. It was King Kong Review. That's and, right. And King that Kong. is Ace. Uh, Ace, how are you doing? I'm doing good, guys. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Doing good, man. Pretty good. I missed you, buddy. <laughs> I know. Has... He only comes on when Tom Hiddleston is in a movie, apparently. <laughs> that is 100% correct. Apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I have drastically different quality movies from the last time you were on. Uh, so yes. <laughs> that, I guess that's, uh, we're definitely making an improvement there. But hey, uh, yeah, I guess it's time to get into this movie. So. We are going to be discussing this movie in depth with full spoilers. So if you've not seen this movie, this is your warning. We are going to spoil the, this movie and get into everything that happens in this movie. So if you have not seen it, get out of here and go watch it and then come back. If you haven't seen it and you don't care, then I guess stick around. But hey, this is your last warning. All right, guys. Oh, yeah, I guess before we go ahead oh. and jump into spoilers, okay. we did have a um, we did we did talk box office numbers <laughs> last weekend, and Carlos estimated. Um, you know, he says that he wasn't surprised or whatever. I don't know. You can, hey, that, go back and check the tape. I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to it. So I already said I haven't listened to it. But <laughs> he estimated two thirty two. Avengers had 250, so Carlos, suck it. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to say it. You know? All right. Anyway. Stop. Anyway. Stop. <laughs> uh, I guess it's become a common occurrence with these Marvel movies that we're both trying to rub it in each other's faces when we get closer to the box office. But anyway. All right. We're going to talk this movie. Spoilers. This is actually your last warning. All right. So... You've already heard... If you listen to our spoiler-free review, you've already heard Ozzy and I... Our thoughts... Uh, and if you were on the website, you already know Brianna's thoughts, but you might not know Ace's thoughts. So, Ace, what were your thoughts on this movie overall? 
Ooh, I'm hoping you guys liked it because I thoroughly, thoroughly love this movie. Um, thoroughly. I thought, <laughs> thor- oh, I, I totally did that on purpose. <laughs> um, but I, I really enjoyed it, man. I, I like what they did as far as a cliffhanger and a part one for a spectacle film, which is kind of what I wanted. And it delivered on what I wanted. So I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are pretty much all on the same page. I think I might end up being the lowest on it out of any of us. But even then, I gave it like an 8.8, I think. So it's not very low. So uh, I, I love this movie as well. So I am very much looking forward to getting into this. All right. Uh, where do we want to start? Do we want to kind of go character by character? Or how, how do we want to do this, Ozzy? Let's let's start off with the favorite uh, with the, with the favorite teams um, that were brought to us on this movie. Um, so starting with Brianna, because ladies first, <laughs> who would you say is your is your favorite pair up that you saw in the movie? Favorite um, character interaction. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I said it when we talked about the trailer, and I'm gonna say it again: Tony Stark and Doctor Strange. They there's so much there, like. <laughs> For the story and for the humor, there's so much there. And I just loved it. I was really, I was kind of like brushing off my shoulders when I saw the two of them just doing everything that they were doing. I was like, yes, I knew this was going to be good. And I was right. But I also really enjoyed Star-Lord and Thor. That dynamic was pretty interesting. Definitely. Um, Ozzy, what about you? Um... I'm going to go ahead and say I really like the dynamic between um, between Thor and and, Ro- and Rocket Raccoon. I just thought that they I just thought that they worked they worked together so well um, because they have such they have such a respect for each other already. Um, but I loved I loved how uh, Rocket just accepted the fact that Thor was going to call him Rabbit. So, <laughs> so I just thought it was very funny. Yeah, he, just he never does too. correct him, does he? <laughs> no, he's kind of just like, that's what? That's something that he's been shown to be sensitive about exactly. in movies past. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ace, what about you? Yeah, I mean, Ozzy took mine. It's <laughs> it's team, team Thor all the way. <laughs> Thor and Rocket were great. And just the whole dynamic, the 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 adventure they went on. I mean, I, I've talked to a few people who didn't like Thor's side adventure, but to me, it was the most parallel to thanos Mm -hmm. because thanos was very much on a mission to get the infinity stones and complete his mission and thor was kind of like on a parallel mission of like make stormbreaker and kill thanos so i i loved it and i loved him being super headstrong and committed to making that so yeah thor thor to me just took this movie Mm -hmm. by storm breaker (laughs) so yeah uh yeah so thor has been one that i think uh, that's mine as well. So I think we should just kind of dive into that storyline. What do you guys feel about the 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 decision to open up the movie with the Thor sequence, with just where we left off from uh, Thor Ragnarok? I, for me, I thought that was a really great decision because it ends up being very, very dark. I mean, Loki dies, and it doesn't seem like that's going to be one of those deaths that... Uh, 
everyone's kind of predicting that a lot of these deaths are going to get no reversed. Um, I, yeah, I don't think that's happening for Loki. And I think that was a really, really strong way to start off your movie and make a point about what's going to happen in this movie. And even then, I still don't think it prepared a lot of people for what ended up happening in this movie. Uh, so what do you guys think of that opening sequence and the tone that it set? Uh, Ace, we can start with you. Yeah, I mean, that that honestly, I've been talking about this a while. So that broke my heart into a million little pieces. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok was like one of my favorite movies of last year. It's 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 one of my favorite MCU movies. I've said that before. And and it's like they, you know, completely disregarded everything that happened. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Thor Ragnarok was about saving Asgard. Asgard is a people. And now those people are dead and everyone's dead and Loki's dead and Hamdell's dead and it killed me because um, I'm a massive fan of Thor and Asgard and all that stuff. So for me, that was those first 10 minutes was the most emotional I was more than any part of the movie. I know a lot of people are saying the ending. A lot of people are saying the Gamora scene. But for me, seeing Asgard and all the hard work that, you know, Thor did in Ragnarok and seeing his brother get killed, that killed me i was like wait a minute i'm so done with this movie and it just started um so that was that that was an incredible like tone setter i guess i do agree with ace i mean because we just got done seeing just such a light-hearted version of thor um with you know he was so light-hearted you know just going into thor ragnarok and then just seeing everything destroyed was completely heartbreaking um i'd say the only thing that was missing from those scenes was that we didn't see what uh, where Korg went, or Valkyrie. where Valerie went, or Valkyrie. Um, but or I mean, other than that, shout I out mean, to Meek. <laughs> or Meek, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, that was. I mean, I 100 agree with you, Ace. I mean, it was terrible. Just seeing. I mean, especially coming off of Thor Ragnarok is just terrible. <laughs> Brianna, I assume you have a lot of thoughts about the Loki situation. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's entirely personal. Like. <laughs> That, I can't really say a whole lot about that without just weeping openly and being like, wow, he's the best character in the MCU, and he's dead. Um, uh, uh, okay, okay. I, 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 I know that's not a popular opinion. Like I said, it's entirely personal. It's fine. That's my... That's my... I, I like no. his face. I like his damaged goods. I like no, that. I'm, I'm, with me. I'm totally with you. I, I, I thought Loki's Loki's death w- was the most emotional for me. I mean, he's the homie. I mean, we've seen Loki turn bad, turn good, turn good, turn bad. But he's still, like, always going to be Thor's brother. So for me, out of all the real deaths we got in this movie, even the fake ones we got, which a lot of people are calling fake or real, I thought Loki's was, like, heartbreaking. I was like, not Loki. It's freaking Loki. Like, he's he's been there since day one. So I don't know that that killed me. That that got me so emotional. For personal reasons, I actually got more choked up at Spider-Man's death, even though I know that he's coming back. I got more choked up at his death than I did at Loki's. For what one of the reasons is probably because it happens right at the very beginning. It's not like you go through another entire movie with him. If you, I can see why it would be super distressing if it were to follow. Thor Ragnarok immediately because he was in so much of that movie and because he he had such a major redemption at the end of that movie. And I mean, one of the things that does make it really sad is that he was trying to look out for his brother and for Earth. And, and that's why he died. 
Um, the only the only complaint that I have is I feel like he wouldn't he should have known better. He's smart enough to know better than to try to attack. I feel like he he's um, more than any character in the MCU than uh, except for maybe Gamora knows Thanos better because he's involved. He's been involved with him since like from the Avengers mm-hmm. onward. He's been involved with Thanos, so I feel like he should have known better. Um, so to me, it was kind of like, well, you're being heroic, but you're also being kind of dumb. Yeah, um, that, that brings up a point. I, I don't want to jump in on on that, but I mean, I don't know if you guys are going to bring this up or not. Um, do we think he's actually dead? Because even even Thor said, I think it's real this time, but but you know he's been dead before. Mm-hmm. You know he's the god of mis- mischief, and like Brianna just said, he's smart as hell. Like he's super smart. It's kind of lame if he just goes for the throw and and with a knife. Do we think he's actually dead, or do we think that's an image? Or oh, I think I, I think he's actually dead, but I think there's a slight possibility. I, I mean, I agree because I mean, my my first my first thought was, I think that everyone who dies before Thanos gets his like snap in, that they're all gone for good, like. Vision, his makes the most sense of mm-hmm. deaths being permanent. But I think that, like, if they are going to fix this with time travel, why would they stop? Like, it, it only makes sense that they would go back far enough so that Thanos didn't have any of the Infinity Stones. And if they were going to go back that far, that would involve Loki coming back. That would involve reversing Loki's death, because at that point he already had one of the Infinity Stones. So I, I really don't know. Tom Hiddleston actually addressed this because obviously he's a fan favorite and a lot of fans were concerned that Loki was going to die in Infinity War and Tom Hiddleston addressed it and said listen he's the god of mischief he's really intelligent he's going to be fine now obviously that might be like a contractually obligated <laughs> you know misdirection but I I think Ace that you've got a point when you say that he's he's smart enough to know not to just He's, he's, he knows better, basically. So mm-hmm. it's possible that he might be making another appearance. Uh, yeah, I tend to agree with you. I mean, I, I really kind of hope he's dead, just because, like, I'm tired of this. Even with what, You uh, shut look, your mouth! Look, even with what all of this movie did, with all the characters that this movie killed, right? They are still criticism being hurled at Marvel that they don't nothing's perm like nobody actually dies blah, blah, blah. and it's like i don't understand how people are still making that criticism and this would just lean into that criticism so i i kind of hope he is just like stay leave him dead this time but at the same time it's like you, everything you guys are saying makes sense and i could easily see them in a future thor movie being like hey he's still alive and it's it's fully possible i i don't know um, and I mean, this is the time that it makes the most sense for him to resurrect because he might actually be dead, but they fix the time travel like they do with all the other stuff. So. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it depends on how you think they're they're going to fix it, I suppose. But yeah, uh, another prominent character in well, I don't know if he was prominent in that scene, but it kind of follows right after that scene is the Hulk, and this this is something I definitely want to bring up because it was. Kind of the prime suspect of my biggest complaint with this movie, uh, which is there's a couple of storylines and the Hulks in particular for me that just kind of don't pay off. Uh, And I realize that there's another movie coming. So they're setting up things for another movie. But 
the Hulk's thing of like him not wanting to come out, it's just kind of something that is in this movie, and there is like no payoff for it for me. I, I don't, do you guys agree with me? Do you see where I'm coming from, or do you guys completely disagree with me? I'm curious. Uh, Ozzy, I'll start with you. Um, I mean, I agree with you because I mean, I watched it. I mean, th- I watched it twice, so I can see the frustration because, especially when you watch the trailer. I mean, you one of the one of the shots is is the Hulk running along with Steve Rogers, Black Panther. Um, and Bucky and so on, you know, he's, he's, he's in, you know, he's in the fight for Wakanda and to go into the movie, not getting a Hulk and then leaving with, with only the Hulk being, being in one scene. I mean, it's, it's quite disappointing, um, to, to leave this movie without really getting the, you know, the Hulk. And I was talking to some family members of mine, a few friends, and they were just like, dude, that's not the Hulk. The Hulk is not, he's not someone who gets scared um, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Usually when he loses, he wants to come back and, and fight, um, which is, which is, you know, if you, if you read the comics, I mean, that's true to his character. Um, I didn't necessarily, for me, I didn't necessarily mind him being afraid, um, to come back out, but I do agree with you that there should have been at least some payoff, um, in the end for his character, if you were going to go ahead and do that, because now we have to wait an entire year for for that for you know for the for us to get for us to see the Hulk, um, say all right you know I'm coming out and I'm gonna fight. I think it's just kind of ridiculous. Even after um, all the Hulk that you got in Ragnarok, you're still disappointed about not seeing him at all in this movie. Yes. For me, it's not a matter of not. It's like oh, we didn't get enough Hulk. It's like they set up this huge thing and they kept even teasing it towards the end of like oh, this is gonna be the moment he breaks out and it's like it never happens and it's like I just felt like. Where where is that moment? And it's like I'm sure it's going to be in the next movie, but this yeah, needs to be a complete movie. It's gonna feel it might and it, it might feel distasteful because I mean, um, again, I mean they were they were teasing it. I mean I felt like they were winding up a bat and then they never went for the <laughs> shot. So I mean, <laughs> it felt like a tease. I felt like I was watching Godzilla the entire time. You know what I'm saying? Like a tease of the fight. I was like, we're gonna get it, and no, we're we're, we're back. To the human characters. Okay. Ace, um, what did you think about Hulk's role in this movie? Yeah, I mean, he was he was probably the weakest character in the in the film as far as you know actually doing stuff and actually you know I, I I'm kind of with Ozzy on the fact that I I never I, I'm still trying to swallow the fact that Hulk was just afraid. Yeah. Because it's like everyone's been saying, oh, he's never been beaten like that. I'm like, he kind of was. Like he got his you know butt beat by Thor in Ragnarok and. Surtur kicked his butt. Hulkbuster destroyed him. Like he's been beaten down before. I don't know if that's the case. It could be. I mean, that's an easy way to write it into it. But maybe it's like him. I don't know. Not wanting to destroy anything. Being on Earth because that was like the huge running theme in Age of Ultron uh, and Ragnarok. uh, That Earth doesn't. You know, he doesn't want to cause collateral damage. Uh, I'm not sure. But either way, it was very disappointing, especially because. Bruce didn't really do anything either. I mean, if Bruce <laughs> yeah. had like a big role, then maybe I would be like, well, at least Bruce kicked butt, but he didn't. Uh-huh. So I mean, Bruce, he, Bruce, Bruce, did, did. Bruce did stuff. I mean, there, Tony, I mean, they wouldn't have really, I mean, sure. You can go and argue that, um, that, um, sure. You can go ahead and argue that they would have arrived eventually, but Bruce was the one that warned them that, Hey, they, Thanos is coming. True. He warned, uh, Steve and, and for that, you know, Steve warned, um, you know, uh, T'Challa, but 
and and also Bruce was a, was a part of the fight. He was using the Hulkbuster armor. Um, but I think we've seen Hulk get beaten, which is fair. We've seen him get beat before, but I don't think we've seen him get dis- like absolutely like destroyed before. Um, I mean, he landed a few. He landed like a few punches on in Thanos, and then when he was trying to land a punch again, Thanos just kept just deflecting it, and then just punching the hell out of the the Hulk. So to the point where he knocked him out. So I mean, um, for me, I mean, again, I get it, but it's just like I would have liked some payoff for it because for me, even even me growing up knowing who the Hulk was. That's he's not he was never someone to shy away from a fight, you know, especially especially like especially just watching older, you know, interpretations of his character throughout throughout different films. Um, he's never been one to shy away from a fight. So I wonder why the Russo brothers thought it was smart to do that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why they did it. I, I think it was I, I would guess that it was they realized that they had a Hulk problem because Hulk just destroys a, like i mean it's like hulk is so powerful that they kind of had to figure out a way to kind of remove him from the equation maybe um, yeah but i mean it's but not, that's not but, the right I mean, way to do it in my opinion i don't know but i mean his character his character gets stronger the more matter he gets you know what i'm saying and i think that would have been a really good fight between him and thanos but even yeah. then thanos is already overpowered as it is yeah with the infinity stones <laughs> well yeah so like I don't think I don't think that would have made too much sense. And and you know, um, Thanos already has a, already had a huge hitter in there, so he could have just had yeah. him distract the Hulk and go from there. But yeah. I mean, again, I just thought I mean, I, I I do like the fact that Bruce Banner was a part of the fight. He was doing the mm-hmm. best that he could because he wanted to you know he wanted to help against the fight against Thanos, which he, he ultimately did. Um, but and I like I love Mark Ruffalo, so I'm never gonna. I'm never going to dock him any points, but um, I wish the I wish that the directors took a different turn with the character of Hulk. Yeah. It's just it's a different iteration, and I don't think they they use this character wisely. All right. Uh, well, let's. I, I think a lot of people would be angry if we took any more time to get to probably the biggest talking point of this movie, which is Thanos. I. <laughs> I was thoroughly impressed with Thanos in this movie. I think they did a great job of setting him up of as this really, really intimidating and kind of scary villain. But at the same time, they were able to give him motives that weren't silly. I think this was a great time to divulge from source material um, and not make him just be in love with the entity of death. I think that probably would have come across really dumb. And I think they realized that. So they decided to take it in a different direction. And I loved the way they set up his motivations in this movie. And then ultimately, this is... I know people are making this comparison, and we mentioned it on the spoiler-free review, but this is an Empire Strikes Back-like ending to this movie where... The, the heroes don't win. This is almost a Thanos movie as opposed to an Avengers movie. And they even kind of hinted at that with the text at the end saying Thanos will return. Uh, I just, I love how they let Thanos take center stage with this movie and let this be a villain centered movie. Uh, I thought that was a great choice and a great way to switch it up from what the MCU has traditionally been, which has been a hero-centered franchise. Uh, Ace, what did you think of Thanos? 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think we got our, you know, best MCU villain finally, right? I mean, we, we've had some good ones, but most of the time it's been disappointing. Um, but now with Thanos, you're right, man. They really built him up to be um, not just a mustache twirling, silly villain, but an actually a, someone who does have an emotional side. And we saw that with the Gamora scenes that he had. And even with the flashback scenes that he had, you could see where he was coming from, even even when he was talking to Doctor Strange about his planet Titan. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it worked. It totally worked. I mean, it, it doesn't take away. There's a lot of people saying that, oh, I was on Thanos' side. Not me. I still want him <laughs> to, to get killed. <laughs> I still want his head to be chopped off. People, but at the same time, people saying that need to be investigated. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's a lot of people saying that. There's like, oh, Thanos. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. Well, that's me. what makes him such a compelling villain. I mean, I I've said that this movie is almost in some ways, the dark night of the MCU, because you have, it's about the villain, but also the villain is not, he's complicated. You know, he's not just, like, he's not just greedy. He's not just power hungry. He's not just overambitious. Like, he's got, he's doing the things that he's doing because he's taking his worldview, he's taking his conviction to its logical conclusion. If he, like, he prizes above all other beliefs that we would be better off if there were fewer people in the universe, there were fewer living things in the universe, and he's just taking his worldview to its logical conclusion, which, like, we can't really argue with his logic, um, but we can definitely argue with his methods. So that's what is making, that's what makes it so, I mean, one of the most powerful exchanges, I think, was when he was talking, he was explaining, I'm sure for the hundred thousandth time to Gamora, his worldview, and he was saying we would be better off. We're, you know, we're, we're do, I'm doing this for the good of the universe and this is the, o- the only way that suffering can be avoided. And she says, you don't know that. And I feel like the entire conviction of every hero in the MCU was summed up right there. Like, there was just the reason that it worked so well is because you have really there the competition of worldviews. And it's, it's like a philosophical kind of debate, which is what makes him so compelling is that it's not just Oh, I'm insane. I like to blow things up. It's it's not just oh, I like money, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. It it was way deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you pay attention to the dialogue that he has with Gamora, and the scene where he brings her to to his throne room, um, he, they're they're talking about uh, Gamora's home planet, and she was just like, oh, you 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 didn't save me. You rescued like you, you like you never rescued me. You you took me. And he was, he goes along the lines as, as to say like no I rescued you like you were hungry you were scrap you were like what like scraping for food and then he also brought up her, like her, you know she was also saying like oh well you wiped out like half my planet and he's like and because of that the, like the kids that are born now they don't know what starvation is and she had nothing to say to that so it's it's just really interesting um, to to see his role with you and just to, you know to see that to a degree he's right. But it's it's his methods are wrong, um, so it's just really interesting to see the the dialogue just just just, just to listen to his dialogue. Um, it's very interesting and it's very intriguing. All right, well, we've brought up their relationship with him and Gamora quite a bit now. 
I, I'm curious what you guys, how you guys ended up feeling about uh, that whole thing. I, I love Zoe Saldana's performance. I think that's probably, uh, this might be a little bit of a bold statement. I don't know, but the, I, that's my favorite performance in the movie is Zoe Saldana. I think she kind of gave her all to this movie. Um, but watching it the second time, because I'm sure, have we all seen it twice at least now? <laughs> I've seen it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it twice. <laughs> okay, uh, watching it the second time, uh, I I found it. A, I found that whole thing a little bit more contrived the second time, uh, with, between him, him and Gamora. I, I I don't know. Like it wasn't terrible. I don't think it was the worst part of the movie, but I think that they were doing a lot of just like, oh, I just saying, oh, I really care about her and I really care about her, but we never really see it. We get it a little bit in the flashback. Uh, I, I don't know. I almost wish we would have gotten, which is crazy considering how many movies we've had up until this point, but I almost wish we would have gotten a, another movie where we saw that a little bit more uh, because I feel like they just kind of all of a sudden are like, oh, he really cares about her in this movie. And, you know, I don't know if I got enough of that to justify his over, I don't want to say overly emotional, but his crying when he had to kill her or whatever. I, I don't know. What did you guys think of that? I'm probably in the minority here, but Brianna, what about you? Um, I, <laughs> I think it's interesting how they've been setting it up throughout, throughout the MCU. They, I mean, is you know, in Gamora's case, did they talk much in Guardians 2 about the relationship between Gamora and Thanos? Not much, just that she... Because I feel like that could have been a jumping off point. Uh, the, I'm trying it, to think. It was, was... Yeah, go for it. Because that was... Anyway, um, I think that probably... <clears throat> I mean, that's a pretty bold claim to say that her performance was the best in the film, especially since Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin is also in this film. True. In, in a lot of scenes with her. <laughs> um, and he's pretty compelling. But, I mean, I think I probably would have appreciated it if they had developed it a little bit more throughout the entire MCU. But, I mean, I, I, I'm saying that of, like, Thanos as a whole, obviously they can't, obviously they can't, they can't just come out and show him to us. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they kind of did in guardians, <laughs> which was hugely disappointing. Um, but I, I kind of wish that they had developed everything a little bit more like the children of Thanos and his motivation. I did not know what his motivation was before I sat down to watch this movie. I had no idea what his ultimate end goal was. I just know that he needed six infinity stones to do whatever he was going to do. Um, so I kind of wish that everything had been developed a little That's bit more before this movie. Um, because I feel like that would have been uh, a little bit better of a, it would have been a more satisfying payoff to see him accomplish his goal in this movie. And it would have been more, it would have been a little bit more emotionally impactful. Obviously mm -hmm. the scene where he tosses her off of that mountain in Boromir is like heart rending. Cause we all, cause Gamora is such a big part of the guardians now, yeah. but like it, it would imagine how much more it would have meant if throughout the guardians films, we had seen even more of her. Like we, we hear tell of how, 
she doesn't like her father, obviously, but like, imagine if you'd seen a little bit more, how much more it would have meant because you would have understood their relationship from over the last four years. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's my point. It's like when he tosses her over, I was more upset because, oh no, Gamora, than I was on Thanos' side of like, oh, he just had to kill. Like, and I feel like they were trying to make it seem like, I should be upset because of what he had to do, but I wasn't. It was just because it was Gamora and we just lost Gamora, you know? I, I don't know. Uh, Ace, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely was. I think it's a crunch for time, right? Yes. I mean, I, I think that's what it is. I think they they needed to establish a relationship between father and daughter and reluctant daughter um, and supposedly the love that he has for her. Um, I think they tried to do that with the nowhere scene when she thinks that she killed him and she's like breaking down and crying and mm-hmm. actually kind of feeling bad, really feeling bad that she killed her, you know, her only father that she knew. Um, and then eventually I, I agree with you on the scene at Vormir, though. I mean, that I, I love that scene, but at the same time, I could understand why it, it's still very much like the word love is just tossed around so easily. It's like, you love her. And it's like, no, you really love her. <laughs> and then that's why he can get the soul stone. Cause otherwise, you know, if he tossed her over the, over the ledge and it turns out, oops, it didn't work. It's cause I didn't really love her. <laughs> um, but it turns out it, it was the case. So yeah, I think that's just a crunch for time. Uh, yeah. They needed to establish that relationship as, as, quickly as they could mm-hmm. with the entire movie still ahead yeah and that kind of goes back to ozzy what we talked about in our spoiler free review which is they literally could have made this movie three hours and i don't think many people would have complained but yeah i mean they could have <laughs> i mean they could have i mean i mean but i mean i don't i didn't necessarily have a problem with it i mean i felt both i mean i felt it from both sides because i mean you know with every other character he was threatening to beat them up or and even hitting them like you, you could even um, I mean, he he was even hitting Nebula, but um, he never threatened to torture or kill or kill uh, Gamora. He never did. Um, oh, how he tortured like, her? He tortured her by saying, "I'm going to torture your sister because you no, know, it hurts you." But I'm not like he never physically uh, harmed her um, until you know he had to until he had to. But um, he also said it in the first Guardians, like, "Hey, she's my favorite daughter." Um, so, um, we did, I mean, we did know that Gamora was his, you know, was his favorite daughter, um, that he did care for her. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I do understand you guys' point where you wish you would have gotten more of it. Um, but I was like, I kind of wanted to get back to Iron Man and Dr. Strange because the <laughs> stuff with Dr. Strange was like. Doctor Strange, because the thing is for me, I, I and I, for me, one of my favorite characters was Doctor Strange because I just got done watching Doctor Strange, and then I went into this movie, and he is so much more advanced in this movie than he was in, in his yeah. in his previous yeah. installments. So it's just watching his character totally be like this evolved master of the mystic arts. I mean, if you guys don't remember Doctor Strange, he was like a complete not a complete non-believer. And just going into this film, he's like a completely different character. Like he is, like he's just such a master of the mystic arts. I mean, and just seeing his character 
um, do all these things that we, that we that I've personally never seen him do before. I was like, this is insane. Ozzy, you would have had more time to see Doctor Strange stuff if you had developed the relationship between Thanos and Gamora in past installments. That's what I'm saying, is that there would have been, you would have had more time in this movie to see stuff like that if it had, anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, we can talk about that whole uh, storyline on Titan, I guess now, where we um, we had Doctor Strange, Iron Man, uh, Spider-Man, and then obviously the Guardians end up joining in uh, Peter, Drax, and who who else was there? Mantis. M- Mantis, Mantis was there. <laughs> is, was that it, or was there another one? Uh, Ro- well, Rocket was with Thor. Yes, so I think that's it. Okay. It was also and then eventually Thor. Nebula. Yes, eventually Nebula. Uh, yeah. That storyline, I, I actually, I, I, I really liked that storyline. I, uh, I really liked the sequence really like the sequence where they're trying to take the glove off of him. And I, as much as I hate the decision that uh, Star-Lord makes, I, I think it completely fits within his character and him finding that out. Because if you think about what he's just coming off of, he was just coming off of the last thing he did was deciding to shoot Gamora. Like he made that decision. And I was really happy that they had him make that decision in the previous sequence. And then to hear that he went through all of that and then Thanos ended up doing it anyway. Like, I, I think that decision that he makes to, and his overreaction and his, him screwing up the plan makes complete sense for his character. And I just really liked that sequence and how that all went down. And I think they did a great job of like <laughs> keeping it pretty thrilling because they get really close to getting that glove off. And I, I just really liked that sequence. Uh, Ozzy, what did you think of it? There's everybody's complaining about Star Lord at this point, and I'm kind of just like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. So you know, I'm pretty sure if the woman or man that you guys love died, <laughs> you wouldn't overreact. Let me tell you, you would be a hundred percent calm. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a complete, it's completely normal for him to be for for him to be upset about it and want to attack the person that killed the person that he loved. It's normal, people. It's fine. I mean, not fine in the situation. That well, it was. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, like, the decision did result in the death of like trillions true. of people, <laughs> including sixty-five percent like, of that's why his I'm friends. Why you rudely just saying people. they have good wow. reason to be upset. They're not. You don't need to tell them to chill because, like, <laughs> upset at the his, decision, but not the movie. Like the choice yeah, by the writers. That's what. That's my point. Saying, his like, moment of nonchalance resulted in lots of death. They have good <laughs> reason to be upset. I saw a meme where they're completely bashing Star Lord, and I was just like, "It's completely normal for him to be uh, pissed off about it." I don't necessarily like his decision. It's normal, but is it is it smart? <laughs> <laughs> but is it sensible? Like, okay, under. I'm pretty sure, Brianna, if Thomas, if Tom Hiddleston died in front of you, you would want to take the Thanos, okay? So I don't want to hear Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> All right, calm down, anyway, people. I was, was totally interrupted. Um, I don't understand um, like why he did what he did, but um, it's not, it wasn't the best decision, obviously. But you know, duh. 
But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, <laughs> God, I feel like people are interpreting what I'm saying. Um, I'm but no, I mean, um, I don't necessarily agree with his decision, but I, I, I get why he, I get it. Um, yeah. yeah. But I was so pissed because I, mean, I was like, dude, it was so, we were so close from taking out from taking off the gauntlet, but um. You know, yeah. Star Lord. Uh, so, <laughs> Ace, I, I know uh, you've had your fair share of, on, even on your own podcast, uh, heated debates about uh, Infinity War, and I apologize for dragging you into yet another one. Oh, no, it's totally <laughs> fine. I'm enjoying this. Entertaining podcast listening right now. <laughs> here's, a good, here's a question for you. Here's, here's one thing that I would like to bring up about the sequence on Titan that yes. I will I will staunchly defend. Okay. That a lot of people are frustrated with right now, okay? In the same way that people are frustrated with Star-Lord, people are also frustrated with Doctor Strange right yes. now. Um, because he gave Thanos the time stone, but I would like to address, I'm, I mean, we all, we all know that he would rather die and he would rather sacrifice the lives of Tony Stark and Peter Parker than, than see the time stone fall into the wrong hands. We all know that. So the fact that he did that must mean Either that Tony Stark is the only one who can actually defeat Thanos now that all this has gone down, or some other way, some other thing was necessary that, you know, that like giving him the time stone was necessary in, in defeating him. Like he had to win before they could defeat him. Okay. So this is that, I, I'm ready to, to get into it. I'm ready to get into it because this is something that I brought up on the spoiler free review <laughs> and that everyone has basically every time I talk to anybody, they bring up the exact same thing. Basically the same thing you said. And I completely get what you're saying because he goes, excuse me, he goes into the or he looks into the future and he sees the one way they can win. Right. And everyone's like, OK, so this is the only way is Thanos accomplishes this. And then after that, they're able to beat him. And that's why he says we're in the end game now. Again, I get that. There was no other way. Yes, I, yeah, I understand no. that. I completely get it. But this, this is where my issue with this comes into play. What? The, this what? raises so many different questions. Why did they even go through the, with this other plan to begin with? Did they not think to question Dr. Strange and be like, okay, how is the one way we win? So does that mean he lied to them? I just, why did we not see any of this dialogue? Maybe it was all necessary. Maybe it was all necessary. Like they had to fail. But okay, but like, this, this all seems. They even had to try first. Okay. But this all seems so convoluted and all to lead to this like huge moment where he's going to reveal that this was the only way or where we're going to get that revealed to us, which isn't in this movie. And this is another situation where I go, where I completely understand why people would have the complaint of this feels like a middle part. I don't care that everybody dies in the end or that half the people die in the end. That was a satisfying conclusion to me. It's these random moments throughout the movie, which don't quite add up that i'm just like this doesn't feel complete like i i just and i get that there's this is a series so we're gonna have storylines that don't kind of fully finish up but this was a moment that on that if you look at it just in the context of this movie makes absolutely no sense and i shouldn't have well, to wait for the next isn't... movie i shouldn't have to wait for the next movie for a moment from this movie to make sense 
completely, I completely okay, disagree. Well, it sounds, with like, it, it sounds like it already makes sense because you just said that everyone you talk to has brought this up. It sounds like everyone else thinks that it makes sense. Maybe. Okay. I, I mean, at this point in time, Doctor Strange, before he disintegrated, was omniscient almost. He knew all the possible futures, and I think you're not putting enough trust in him as a character. So he's an A-plus actor then, because he just, like, lied to them and told them, like, oh, th- oh, this is how we win, because he obviously didn't tell them the whole truth. But then he puts full well, effort into it. It's just like, I don't know. Because, it's I mean, really complicated because, to me. I mean, again, because at the same time, Carlos, I mean, you can't expect him to tell them to lay out the entirety of the future because that can mess up. Because time is, I mean, if you're going to go into, if you're going to go and speak in, in the sense of time, you can't go ahead and do that because that's going to go ahead and script the future. I mean, um, I mean, I, I'm not mad about it because he said that before the fact he looked into the future. He said, listen, if I have to choose between the kid or you like okay so i don't i mean i really don't understand like why you're upset about it okay, because I, mean, I don't think you were calling him a hypocrite the last movie and i was like yo what do you mean like, it's not even no i don't think it's, i don't think it's remotely accurate fair enough uh, you know i'm just clearly, saying what did they i'm clearly they the, insane in the first one, place so yeah that's my question is that what, yeah is that what you're saying yeah Oh, I, I think I think it's just a, a one of those natural reactions, right? Where it's like you know, it's like I saw the future, and the only way we win is we we fight him, but eventually we lose. But I still got to try, right? I mean, it's one of those. I think he just wanted to try and actually physically beat him, and I, he almost did. I mean, Doctor Strange almost single-handedly took down Thanos, even with you know the Infinity Gauntlet in his hand. Mm-hmm. So I think he was like, man, I still think I can take him. But then eventually he was like, nope, still lost. And it still turned out the same way when I locked in, looked into the future. But did, so did I gotta, Stark never ask the question of, okay, then how did we win? I guess not. No, I guess he had to. <laughs> I, but that yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. That's where that's where it loses me. And like that question had to, if they show me that question, maybe I'm more okay with it. And show me Dr. Strange's answer to that question. Because I get that this is probably how it is that he saw this is the only way and that he fought and just because you're right natural reaction but i just if we don't see that question then i just have a billion questions and related to the specific situation that i'm just like what when i first when i first saw that scene and when he said that i assumed that he just saw the conclusion yeah he just saw all the 14 million conclusions meaning I saw 14 million endings and only one of them did we win. And that was my assumption. When he gave the time stone to Thanos, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. He didn't just see the ending. He saw every step of the way. But maybe that's why everyone else didn't question him. They just said, oh, how many did we end up winning? Not that's an what did we point. do to get there? Okay. That, that was my assumption was that I was like, wait a minute. Why would you give him the, the time stone? And then I was like, oh, it's probably because he saw every single step of the way, but he didn't tell everyone that he saw every step. Okay. That, that's, an, that's an interesting point. I could see that if they write it like, if the characters read it like that, then that wouldn't have been a question. So that's fair. I could see that. All right. Moving on. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Where else do you want to go, Ozzy? Which, which direction do you want to go um, next? Uh, we can go ahead and talk about uh, the the different um, the you know which I mean which performances was your favorite. So I mean, Carlos, your your favorite performance was Gamora. My favorite yes. performance was uh, was Tom Holland Spider Man. I mean, I loved his performance, and I got to say, when he disappeared, I almost teared up. I didn't tear up. I was close to tearing up twice, but um, just 
him yeah. him latching on to Tony and him saying, "I don't want to go, I don't want to go." Like, it was, it was, it was, man. That was, man. That was gut wrenching. Probably why I responded more to his death than to Loki's because Loki, like, uh, one of the reasons that his death was the was the most impactful was because everybody else in the MCU has accepted and embraced death multiple times, mm-hmm. like they've been in life or death situations and obviously um obviously spider-man has before been in like peril but he's never been in such dire straits that he could literally see himself dying and like everybody else kind of has been and loki he he looked up to death he was like yeah okay i'm gonna die um but i'm gonna like give you a a smart ass comment on the way out Mm -hmm. you know and so but but spider-man he's a kid like, so he's not, he has not come face to face with death yet. And so he's like holding on to this father figure of his who, you know, told him, you know, you shouldn't be here basically at the beginning. And I mean, that got, that got me, right? That got me. Like, <laughs> I like you guys talking about almost tearing up. I was like, I was bawling like a baby. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that he. I wouldn't necessarily say that he's never been through any like close death experiences. I mean, he has been, but I mean, I think I think what he realized then is that like, hey, you know, I'm not invincible. You know, like I, you know, you know, like when I'm like, I think he realized at this point in time, like this, you know, death can happen at any time. I think like he realized his life at that point was very precious to him, because. You know, he's, you know, he got like, you know, he's willing to go out and risk his life because he thinks because as a kid, you don't think about you don't you know, you don't think about the repercussions. And this is one of the times where I guess he was realizing like, oh, crap, like this is this is actually happening. Like, I never thought this was going to happen. So I think that I think that just just that mentality that he had was absolutely just, you know, just by honestly observing it. And then him, his reaction to him, to him perishing was absolutely just. Um, heartbreaking, and, and and Robert Downey Jr. also did a really fantastic yes. job because he was just left, he was left in just utter silence. Um, and I just love that there was utter just absolute silence between Nebula and and, and, and Tony Stark. I mean, it was just absolute, just um, absolute, just dreadful. I mean, they just watched everybody perish, and now those two are just left on Titan. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved I loved seeing that the Avengers were absolutely just devastated, um, and Thanos for me really became my number one villain when he not when he brought Vision back to life just to kill him. <laughs> that that was I was yeah. like, damn! Like I couldn't like I was like this guy is insane um just to bring back somebody from the dead just to come again i mean that was that was honestly um mm-hmm. one of one of the most gruesome parts in, in the movie for me yeah. uh ace what's your favorite performance in the movie yeah i mean going off going off you guys you guys pretty much named the two uh i, I robert downey jr man even that scene when he sees ton hall and go i was like damn that's that's that shows you that he's probably I would consider him to be one of the best actors in the MCU, if not the best actor in the MCU. Uh, I would also say Chris Hemsworth, obviously. I still love that scene with him and Rocket, man. That scene for me was like, that was like Mm -hmm. awesome. Just seeing him react in such a, 
headstrong, committed way where he's like, you know, I've been alive for 1500 years and, you know, I've killed twice as many and every single person wanted to kill me more, but I still come out the victor. Like fate is on my side. I'm going to win. Like no matter what, I was just like, damn, like he is committing a hundred percent. And I love Thor in this movie. Uh, but shout out also to, uh, to freaking, uh, Paul Bettany as vision. Yes. I thought he was, I, I thought he was the best I've seen him. Uh, obviously we don't see him too much in age of Ultron or civil war, but I feel like, Paul Bettany's performance was very much overlooked, I feel, because I thought he was great. And I surprisingly I surprisingly bought the relationship between him and Elizabeth Olsen in this movie. Yeah, that was oh, great. Oh, you literally stole the word right out of my mouth. Oh, really? <laughs> same thing. Yeah, like, we were about to say the same thing because, I mean, this reminds me of the movie Her, you know what I'm saying? Like, where, where you know, he's in love with an AI, and you're just like, whoa, this is so weird. But, like... But you feel it. You're like this hurts. So um, feeling, you know, just seeing, just seeing the the the, the relationship between him and, and Wanda was abs- was was you bought it, and I felt like they were together for a long time, and yeah. and you're rooting for them to, to to come through, like you know, to make it out. Um, Even though they can't decide I, if uh, Elizabeth Olsen's character has an accent or not. Oh yeah, that was. That <laughs> they was really weird. can't decide what they want for, with her voice. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of funny though, so I don't really care. <laughs> hey, I love Wanda. Wanda was a beast, Look, and I, so was I. Mom. Love that character. I'm just she, saying they can't decide what they want to do with their voice. Yeah, I mean, why was she up there the whole time? <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, that was a why, great moment. Why? Why was she? Oh, wait, I can't remember what the quote was. But... Yeah. Oh yeah, she's like, yeah. Why was she up there? The why, why was she up there until now? <laughs> let, let, let me just give a shout out because Ace, Ace. I mean, you're 100 percent right about Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth was, was amazing, man, and and he just has this voice about him too. I mean, um, I mean, I loved it when he came back when when he came to Wakanda with Rocket on his shoulder, and then and then Rocket and, and Groot do their own thing, and then he he just runs up, and then he goes, "Where is Thanos?" And I remember just. Like Thor is arguably one of the most epic characters in this movie. I mean, he got me hyped. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So um, I mean, I actually, if you look at the, if you look at the transformation, I was actually, um, it actually broke my heart to see him in this movie. Like, I agree that his performance is really effective, but like, if you look at the difference between the wholesome lumberjack in the first Thor movie versus him in this movie it's just really sad because his arc over the course of the whole movie over the course of the whole mcu is just stuff slowly being taken from him until he had literally has nothing left to yeah. lose to the point where he's like either either i kill him and i get revenge or it's not my problem anymore yeah yeah i love that i i i, I, I mean i said it beforehand but he was to me he's the, the one that stood out the most and mm-hmm. his whole mission where he was just like, you know, even the scene where giant Peter Dinklage um, <laughs> tells him that he's like, you're gonna, you're about to take the full power of a star. And he will kill you. And he's like, only if I die. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's that's what killing you is. Um, but but that scene for me was just it, it shows you he's like, I don't care. I'm going to jump into a giant star and it's probably going to kill me. But if I'm alive, that means I'm meant to kill this guy. Like he was like that much determined as far as destiny. He thought destiny was on his side. So I, I love that. And, and and going back to your point, Ozzy, as far as my, my favorite moment in the entire movie is when he comes back to Earth, opens the Bifrost, 
And then, you know, Stormbreaker comes out and kills everyone. And he's like, bring me Thanos. I and know, like, dude. Oh, it was man. so it was, great. Was I was just sitting there with my was dad. Like, I was just sitting there with my dad. Me and him were just like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and it, was, it was my second time watching it. You know what I'm saying? So, But I was still like, damn. Because he he brings the ability to still give me chills. Just using the hand. I was just glad to see him mm-hmm. with the hammer. Yeah, it it was for me. I I tweeted this out the other day. I said, you know, in my opinion, we just, you know, met the most badass, powerful villain in the MCU. And yet I still think Thor is the most badass character in this movie, considering everything he faced, the loss of his people, the loss of his brother. And he just doesn't give a crap. And he's like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this guy on head on. I'm gonna say like the most. I mean, I mean, everybody's pretty uh, ba in this movie. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and say the most. I mean, the powerhouses for me that I got that I gotta give shout out to are for him and him and Benedict, uh, him and freaking oh, Doctor Strange. I mean, Doctor Strange. Strange. I mean, he he was just. I mean, I remember the scene that gave me chills with Benedict Cumberbatch was 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 when um was when one of the one of the members of the Black Order was just like, does does Tony Stark speak for you? And then Benedict Cumberbatch was just like, certainly not. And then he pulls up his magic. I was like. Holy crap! Like this is like you know just that that scene right there just marks his entire confidence. He knows what he's doing. He, yeah. He's one step of the game. He's always one step ahead of the game. And I loved just I was so intrigued by by his character that, in this one. I am that, dying for a freaking Doctor Strange too. I mean, I, I like his yeah. character was so on point in, in this movie. It was absolutely amazing. That that fight scene he has with Iron Man, it, I mean, when he like freaking just starts going ham and starts like freaking multiplying and go, <laughs> I, I was like, oh my god, here we go, Doctor Strange. Yeah, dude, like he was, he was holding his own against. He wasn't even using the thing that blows my mind. He was not even using an Infinity Stone, oh. and that, and and Thanos even recognizes that. He's like, you're one chance of winning, and you didn't even use it, but he was still. Holding his own against against this mad titan with five infinity stones. No, with four. I'm sorry. Um, that's absolutely insane. And then another shout out to freaking Iron Man. I mean, this is the most advanced Iron Man we've had yet. And he was he was over there also giving giving um, Thanos a little bit. Uh, you know, giving him giving Thanos a little bit of run for his money too. I mean. Um, Tony Stark just kept having stuff behind his, you know, just using everything that he could at his disposal. Um, and that was also intense. I mean, this was, this was one of my favorite interpretations of Iron Man that I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, quick comments on some of the things you guys uh, were just talking about. Uh, I absolutely love the moment when Groot decides to, uh, grab the, <laughs> the axe and put it together. Awesome. It is uh, that was a great moment and great payoff for the whole movie because he finally stops paying attention to that stupid video game <laughs> right when they need him and he like does what he needs to do and it was just a great moment and great payoff for something they set up the whole movie something I wish they did with Hulk uh, but anyway uh, also uh, Thanos's generals uh, they're the Black Order correct yes okay uh, I sure. loved the character design for them I thought they were really re- they looked really cool and also uh, the CG on them was actually pretty solid and that's kind of surprising so I, I, I really like the design of them uh, Last, I think we should kind of wrap up with some things that I, I'm surprised we haven't talked about but I think it's a little telling that we haven't talked about yet 
we have not really mentioned Captain America in this movie or in this uh, oh, review. No, oh, that was a, and I was about to, and I was about to. The thing is, that was about to because, dude, he is he is wrecking shop with Black Panther in this movie. He is. If it's anything I wanted more of, which is why I'm upset this movie wasn't three hours long, I loved. I absolutely loved seeing him and Black Panther team up and wreck shop together because it was so freaking cool. The moment where they um, both outrun the army. <laughs> that was great. Exactly. I was that like, was holy crap. Like, and you just see the intensity in, in freaking Steve Rogers' eyes. Like, he's just yeah. running up. He's He is ready. And I remember just seeing Bucky. Bucky's just like, dude, holy crap. Like, what is this? Because he's never seen any – he's never seen mm-hmm. – um, any aliens is just and you know what I was thinking of in that scene was, you know, to, you know his his reaction to when he first met the Jatari to now and, and comparing it to uh, the Winter Soldier's reaction is just absolutely amazing. It, it just shows that he's ready for any situation. Like he's not going to let his emotions get the best of him, um, which is what I truly love about his character. And I and I gotta say, I think his funniest his funniest moment in, in the movie was was with Groot. Um, <laughs> When Groot was just like, I am Groot, and he goes, I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> that was a good moment, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris, uh, Chris Evans really nails it in this movie. I, It's just, I really wish we got more of him. I, I think he's a little underutilized here, but uh, Ace, what did you think about uh, Captain America in this movie? Yeah, he's definitely, he, he's definitely one of the most unutilized characters in the movie, for sure. I, I was, to be honest, I was more disappointed Bucky didn't do much more. Yeah. I, I was excited to see him with his vibranium arm and just, you know, you know, do a lot more than he did. I mean, he had one cool scene with Rocket when he was spinning around. <laughs> that was great. That was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I was like, oh, Bucky didn't do much. And then he uh, dies. <laughs> and then he dies. When he, when Bucky disappeared, because we just had an entire movie of people actually physically dying. When Bucky disappeared... I was like, oh, crap, they just killed Bucky. Like, I was convinced he was dead, dead, dead. And then right after Bucky, it was T'Challa. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) They're not going to kill Black Panther. Okay, this isn't real. (laughs) Uh, And we uh, speaking of uh, T'Challa, we didn't really talk too much about Wakanda and Black Panther. And I guess my question for you guys, for all of you guys, and Ozzy, we talked about this a little bit on the spoiler-free review. Mm -hmm. If this movie was made or was filmed after Black Panther had come out, how much does this movie change? Ace. Yeah, I think they would have, they would have kept, I, I even, I think they even would have kept him. I don't think they would even have him disappear. I think it would have been that much of a difference. Wow. They would be too afraid to get rid of their moneymaker. I mean, cause he's their moneymaker now. Yeah. No other individual character has had that big of a box office pushed in Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, Brianna, what do you think? I missed the question. What was the question? <laughs> uh, the question was, uh, if this movie was made after Black Panther had come out and been as successful as it was, how much does this movie and Wakanda's usage and Black Panther's usage in this movie change? If this movie had come out after Black Panther? If this movie had been made after Black Panther had come out. Okay. I'm still not totally okay. sure what the question is. Because they made this movie, obviously, before Black Panther had been released. Yeah. So they didn't know how successful Black Panther was going to be. 
You see what I'm I saying? Think it, yeah, but I don't think that they would have. I mean, they, they haven't even. I don't think they've confirmed Black Panther 2 yet. Obviously, it's going to get made, but I think they have an overarching story that's more important because obviously he's coming back. Like, everyone that died at the end is yeah. going to have to come back in some capacity. So I don't think that anything. So you don't think they changed change anything? Really? I don't think that that's they would. I think that, the, I think that the overarching story is way more important. I mean, they already used. The fact that they introduced Black Panther so quickly before Infinity War and he was used as much as he was was kind of shocking to me, which is why I think that Captain Marvel is going to be so influential in the next movie, obviously because of the post credit scene, but also because it's positioned right before Avengers 4 in the same time slot that Black Panther was. It's kind of like the first Marvel movie of the year. Um, and Infinity War, I mean, I'm not even calling it Avengers 4 anymore. It's Infinity War Part um it's coming out right after um captain marvel like infinity war did after this movie so if they're following the pattern um that would follow but i don't i think that it the overarching story rules basically and so i don't think that they would have used him any more or any less i think they still would have killed him off um because he's coming back like the death yeah, isn't look, final i i agree with that i he's He's definitely going to come back because he's uh, such a big moneymaker. It's 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 going to happen. I I just think that like Wakanda and that whole sequence, it was cool. It was really cool. Uh, it kind of reminded me of the Phantom Menace um, fight sequence uh, when the attack on Naboo. But anyway, besides that, uh, it looked it, it was really cool. And uh, Black Panther obviously is just a great presence in and of himself. But I think we're fooling ourselves if they knew at how just how successful this movie was going to be or Black Panther was going to be. They would have they totally would have used him more and made him given him more of a prominent role and may, maybe even made the Wakanda sequence uh, even bigger. I, I don't know. Like, I, I just think it's they definitely would have used him more. I, Ozzy, what do you think? Yeah, what, I, what, I, what I'm upset with, what I'm upset with is because they I think they promised um, I mean, I can be wrong here, but I, I could have swear they promised um, in the Wakanda battle that there was going to be like 40 plus heroes. I'm not sure. I mean, I could be wrong. Um, I don't know if they're talking about the third act or or the battle, um, but I was disappointed that we didn't get, like, I was excited to see like all these characters like throw down in the Wakanda battle. That's, that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. That's not what I got. Um, but I'm not really particularly... Look, as much as he's a moneymaker, I do think that they still would have. I still think they would have made the decision to kill him off in the end, mm -hmm. um, just because it's, it's a heavy hitter. You know, the Russos were were going were going and just like, listen, the, you know, you know, listen, like the, you know, we're gonna we're, we want this film to hit our fans like a rock, and I think that they did that well. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that would have changed the outcome of his character dying. Um, but again, I really also don't necessarily know if, if he would have had a, a bigger role. I mean, just because just because his character is so centered around such a small part of the universe, which is sure, Black Panther made a huge blockbuster amount of money, but his character is also centered around, you know, just Wakanda. And this is such a small location compared to the grand the grand story that they had to cover with, with the cosmos. I don't, I don't know if they would have given him a bigger story, if that 
Interesting. Interesting. All right. Uh, I, Ozzy, do you have anything else in particular you want to get to, or do you want to wrap things up? Um, what was your, since we didn't, since we didn't really talk uh, about their negatives, um, let's, I want to hear some of um, starting, starting off with Ace. Um, Ace, what were some of your negatives and what, what, what were some things, what were some more things that you wish you got out of, out of Infinity War? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned a few before. Uh, Captain America being, you know, not as utilized as I would wanted to. Bucky, I, I wanted to see Bucky just do something crazy. He kind of didn't. Um, yeah, there's there's actually not a lot of negatives I have. <laughs> Hulk, I already mentioned Hulk beforehand. Um, that was probably a negative for me as far as wanting to see more of him or wanting to see him do something more effective. Um other than that, I'm trying trying to figure out what else I could have wanted. But to be honest, this was such a, you know, joy-filled movie for me, considering yeah. I'm such a nerd, such a fan, <laughs> that I, I, I loved it. I, I even loved Wakanda. I thought the Wakanda stuff was epic. Yeah. Like, uh, another somebody else was arguing that the Wakanda stuff was a little underutilized, but I thought it was awesome. I think Wakanda is, like, the coolest place ever. I love that shield. I love that they couldn't break the shield no matter what, that they had to open it in order to to get everyone in. Because I, I thought for sure that one of those aliens or somebody from the Black Order was going to break the shield. Mm-hmm. But no one did. That's how powerful Wakanda is, that not even Black Order Thanos children can take down Wakanda. <laughs> That's pretty epic for me. So uh, I I have very, very few complaints, to be honest. Okay, all right, Brianna. What about you? What are some of your complaints other than the ones that you um, mentioned earlier? Is there any other th- is there any other things that you wish you would have seen more or anything like that? Um, I feel like I was lacking kind of a. It, it felt like the children of Thanos, the Black Order. I only heard them referred to as children of Thanos. I kind of thought that they should have been hinted at more strongly in earlier installments just because I didn't it didn't really it felt like that kind of cheapened the movie like oh this is just another Marvel movie where they're fighting another one-off villain like Thanos we've heard his name before we've seen him before even though he looks drastically different now than he did before um but the children of Thanos I thought they could have like developed them a little more especially since there wasn't really anything that made any of them stand out uh, as, you know, oh, man, when he did this, it was really cool. It was just kind of like, these are lackeys. These, these, these people are here because some, you know, some of the Avengers can't fight Thanos directly. You can't pit them all against Thanos, and that's why these people are here. Um, I, do, I do agree with you. I mean, maybe if we, maybe if we had seen them, and I don't know if Ace or... Or Carlos, if you guys necessarily agree, but maybe if they were shown in, in other installments, because this is the first time that we actually see the Black Order, and they're not teased throughout the entirety of the MCU. I mean, we've seen other characters um, linked to Thanos before, but I mean, this is, I mean, you would think, I mean, because I, I was thinking about it while I was even watching the trailers myself. I mean, why haven't we seen any, you know, we ha- why haven't we seen at least any iterations of these characters before? Didn't we? Um, throughout the MC. I mean, no, we have No, we haven't. Does, does Ronan kill infinity. one? No. Who does he kill then? He killed one, he killed one of the generals of the Jatari. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, well, the, the fact that you didn't know any of their names and the fact that you didn't know 
that you didn't understand their presence kind of alludes to the fact that they weren't really mentioned enough to the point where they filled people their purpose who were paying attention to it's like I, don't I mean, know. they I didn't their want, purpose. Yeah, I didn't want anything was, more from them. It's just like they were. There was so much else. Whatever. I just feel like there was so much else. Like especially when you compare them. I mean, obviously they're going to draw a comparison for Thanos because they're antagonists and they're they're not really like they're not done justice because they're in the same movie as Thanos, who's probably the MCU's most compelling villain yet. And so, you know, it it just felt like okay, well, who are these people and why are we only hearing about them for the first time if we've been hearing about their master so much? Um, but I mean, it, it didn't, obviously I gave this movie a higher rating than any other any other movie this year. So I, it didn't ruin the experience for me. I mean, other than that, there were like one or two awkward line deliveries that I would have changed, especially from Thanos. There were like one or two line deliveries where I was like, ah, okay, yeah, I would have changed the way that you said that. But, um, I mean, other than that, it, okay. <laughs> like... We haven't talked about one thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off. Okay. But, but Red Skull. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great reveal. A per- wasn't Hugo <laughs> Weaving wasn't satisfying. Eh, I don't know. It's like that to me. That's like a perfect e strike. If you don't know who Red Skull is, it's not going to affect anything. If you do know, that's a great reveal and a great moment. Uh, you know, and they yeah. did a great job of kind of, kind of masking his like, uh, like even if it wasn't the actor, like uh, you couldn't really like tell that badly. Oh, so. I couldn't tell. I, I was convinced it was Hugo Weaving. Yeah, I thought so. it was him for sure. I was like, man, they got Hugo Weaving back. Damn, but uh. Yeah, I mean, shout out to... I, I thought that was great. I, I thought Ross Marcan did a great job for that. Yeah. Um, he's uh, known for The Walking Dead. Um, he's a great actor and a cool guy, too. I've, I've talked to him a few times. He's a really nice guy. Um, but I, I thought that was super convincing for me, but that's just on a personal note. And it's 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 a super, like, fan-fulfilling kind exactly, of moment. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. yeah, dude, it was, I was flipping out because... Um, I had just got done seeing Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and I was like, oh, I mean, Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, I was like, oh, yeah, whatever happened to Red Skull? And then I saw, I saw him in Infinity War like a, like a week later, and I was like, damn, all right, um, that's great. So um, I just love seeing that, that Easter egg uh, that mm-hmm. finally get revealed. I remember everybody was talking about, like, where did he go? And then we never got, we never got any confirmation. Yeah. Uh, by the way, last thing for me, the last shot of this movie is perfect, by the way. <laughs> it's perfect. It's a great yeah. way to end this movie, and it was just a beautiful ending in a terrible way. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. that's the last thing I want to say. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Uh, as you want to sign us out? Yeah. Ace, did you have anything you wanted to say? Oh, I was just going to ask you guys what you guys thought of the uh, oh, post-credits okay. scene. Oh, right. Ooh, um, I liked it because I, I was wondering what the heck happened to Nick Fury this entire time. And then finally just getting payoff to where he, to like him just driving around. I was like, dude, where the hell have you been? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, where were you during Civil War? Like, what like what happened? So I'm so interested to see where his character has been. <laughs> yeah, I well, we know where he is now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. I was really really hoping that we were going to get a Captain Marvel reveal, but at the same time, like I understand why they didn't want to do it. 
and I really liked the finale of this. It, it's a great reminder of the fact that if people just disappeared from the face of the earth, like it would be absolute chaos. <laughs> and yep. uh, we, that was a great uh, re- visual reminder of that. And so, yeah, I, I really appreciated that. Uh, on a side and semi-related note to that, uh, I hated how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. handled the crossover between all of this, by the way. I don't think they're finished handling it, to be honest. Probably, but there was like a throwaway line in the last episode it where was, they were yeah. like, oh, I've seen what's happened in New York, and it's like, really? Yeah. Like, after all the crazy crossover we've gotten on S.H.I.E.L.D. before, this is what we're... Okay. Yeah. I hope I, there's I think more. That was the, I think that was the first fight, the Ebony Maw, Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Doctor Strange fight, and then I think eventually... Uh, come on, man. I mean, they have to freaking do it. They have to show the people turn to ash yeah. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, they have to. For me, like I would think that they would have to team up. Like this is, come on, like this. Like this. Oh, that's never gonna happen. Yeah, it's never gonna <laughs> like, happen. This but universe event. I know, but it just frustrates me that Marvel did that because it's like, <laughs> like you know, I'm watching your TV shows, and you want me to say that this is in complete continuity with your universe. But it doesn't make any sense. You know what like, else is never going to happen? Daredevil is never going to team up in the movies. It's not going to happen either. <laughs> Even I though it makes... It pro- he probably should, but then it's just not going to happen. So It doesn't make any sense because <laughs> there's A-listers that are stronger. And th- for me, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, Quake <laughs> is stronger than Captain America. Like, come on. <sighs> I'm frustrated. <laughs> hey, but, uh, all right, one last question. One right. last question. Guys... <laughs> Hawkeye and Ant-Man wasn't in the movie. What do you guys think? Lazy excuses. I like. I understand why they weren't, but at the same time, it's like really like that's your. He's on house arrest. Cool. I guess. I don't know. I, I'll be curious to see what they say about it in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, Ace. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think Hawkeye, especially Hawkeye, is going to do something in Avengers: Infinity War Part Two or whatever it's going to be called. I think he's actually going to have a pretty significant role in, in the final movie. I think Ooh. he'll do something. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll do, I think he'll, like, I don't know, do some espionage, steal something, or maybe he'll steal the gauntlet, or maybe he'll, I, I think he's going to do something pretty special in the in the next one, actually. Interesting. Uh, maybe he's even in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Maybe he might even be in that movie, That too. would be my prediction, is that he's going to be in yeah. that movie. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like no one's given love to Hawkeye, you know? And <laughs> Hawkeye's cool. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's like, like he's a really super cool archer. Like, I was watching Avengers, and I was just like, that guy was shooting arrows without even looking and killing Jatari. Like, why is he not loved? <laughs> but I, I, I also feel like the movies kind of go out of their way to say exactly what Ace just said. This guy's cool. Like, it's like, yeah. it's like, all right, we, come on. You like, just trust us to like this character. You don't need to like go out of your way to say it. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Brianna, what do you think? Did you care about them not being in the movie? What do you think? Well, I was mainly confused because I saw... I saw the cast list, and the cast list was way bigger than the number of actual main characters that were in the movie. So I was mainly sitting there going, oh, my gosh, right. <laughs> Hawkeye exists, and he was supposed <laughs> to be in this movie. Like, and, and Ant-Man exists, and he was supposed to be in this movie. Also, you know, Carol Danvers was, on, was in the cast list, was and she? so was the Wasp. Yeah, and so was Valkyrie. So... There, you know, I was sitting there going, okay, there are at least five people in this that are not in this movie that were supposed to be. And that kind of makes me wonder, 
another really interesting thing is like now that now that this movie has done what it has done and how are they going to confirm future projects? How are they going to confirm like actors for the next movie? Because if they bring anyone back, they're going to be like, look, it's Elizabeth Olsen. She's going to be her. Yeah. How? Uh, And I think like, how are they going to market this movie at all? Like they can't, I mean, the marketing is easier than I would, I mean, I would imagine the marketing is easier than confirming cast members. Like how this, if, they might have to pull off one of the most covert movie projects of all time because even revealing confirmed cast for this movie would be a spoiler potentially. Yeah, uh, that we're going to talk probably a little bit more about this uh, on our next episode as well. But I, I, I completely agree with you. They're going to have an issue with marketing the next movie. I, it, I'm curious to see how they handle it. And I also kind of hope in terms of like future movies like down the road i hope they learned from the last time uh when when they just did that huge announcement with all the future movies don't do that again like just announce them like reasonably beforehand you don't need to like announce your entire slate because then it just gives away who's still alive you know it's just i don't know i i really hope they just don't announce their whole slate again for the next phase uh but yeah all right ozzy are you ready to sign us up (laughs) Yes, I am. Starting with Brianna. Brianna, where can people find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Facebook at Critique the Movie. Hey, she's got a Facebook page. I've actually got a Facebook page now. <laughs> um, or and on Twitter at Critique Law Movie, or on Insta at Critique Law Movie. Um, or you can just find me the easy way by going to the Screen Falls website and looking for basically any content. <laughs> All right, sounds good. And Ace, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Currently ranting about this movie still <laughs> um, at Squad Leader Ace. I currently have a "What's your favorite line from Infinity War?" thing going up on my Twitter. Um, so that's a fun one because I think there's a lot of fun one-liners in this movie and some serious one-liners. But basically, if you just want to hear me rant about this movie even more, at Squad Leader Ace. Sounds good. Ace, you should plug your podcast as well. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's a good point. Um, (laughs) Check out the Meaning of... It's the Meaning of Podcast on SK+. Uh, You can find it on YouTube or on iTunes. It's basically where we talk about one director and we break down his filmography, his his themes, uh, any political statements, any social statements. Basically, the running theme between every single director in all their films. It's, it's a very much a film lovers podcast. Awesome. Well, I, I, I gotta be sure to listen to it. Yeah. Um, Carlos, uh, where can people find you on, on uh, social media, Twitter and Instagram at cherry four, five, six. And of course, make sure you follow us all over social media, all at screen Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel. And of course our website where Brianna is doing great stuff over there. Check it all out. All right, sounds good, guys. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. Also, if you have any recommendations, just as TV recommendations, movie recommendations, please feel free to um, email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellas.com. Um, quick, um, what, what is your Marvel recommendation, Brianna? My what? The Marvel recommendation. Marvel recommendation? Yeah, uh, well, my favorite Marvel movie has always been Civil War. And by always, I mean for the last two years. Um, 
<laughs> but for as long as I can remember, it's been Civil War. So just go back and watch Civil War. I get bored when movies are over two hours, but this movie and Civil War both captivated me entirely, which means they've got to have some kind of magical spell on them. All right. And Ace, what's your favorite uh, MCU movie? Uh, favorite one is Guardians of the Galaxy. I still think that one's such hey. a fun movie. Uh, also, Thor Ragnarok. Shout out to Thor Ragnarok. Oh, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Always recommend <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm, I'm behind on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point. Catch up. I don't think. I mean, I got to. I mean, I got to. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and recommend Thor Ragnarok. I, I, I just I love that movie. Yeah. Absolutely love that movie. And Black Panther, if you guys want another... Um, I think Killmonger is the second best I agree Marvel villain. Yeah. Um, yeah. um Brian, I purposely said that just to upset you. <laughs> um <laughs> Hey, Loki's um, not a villain, man. Loki's a he's a homie. He's a brother. Loki <laughs> is a Loki's a babe. Yep. All right. <laughs> and what if Tom Hiddleston died right before my eyes? He did, Osman. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, but I think, all right, but getting back to my recommendation, I think, I think, uh, Black Panther also, I mean, you guys, you guys definitely got to check out Black Panther. If you guys want a serious man villain, cough, cough, kill monkeys. <laughs> oh my gosh. At least, at least Loki, when he takes his shirt off, he doesn't look like he's wearing um, a sweater that's killing. At least he can at least at return least, to know. the train tracks, please. Return. No, I say, like, at least freaking Killmonger can take up a show without freaking crying about it. But anyways, <laughs> guys, we hope you enjoyed this show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe <laughs> on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out the YouTube channel. Check out the website. Check out Ace's podcast and check out everything he's doing because he's he's great. Guys, this is Screen Fellas.